0: This episode of United 96 is brought to you in part by Monday Development and Property Management. Whether you're beginning your first real estate purchase or a seasoned investor, Monday Development and Property Management can assist you with all aspects of the process. Kick off your next investment by visiting Mundydev.com. That's M-U-N-D-Y-D-E-V.com.
1: You are now listening to United 96 Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network.
0: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to United 96 here on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Ted here, John here. We hope you can see us live. We are currently producer Brian-less. We do not have the snazzy intro. We're going to have to... This This might be... This might be the way it kind of goes for a little bit.
1: This is the garage mode. This is this is us. In the <laughs> We're in the lab uh, operating. We're in acoustic guitars right now. It's just it's different. It's not the same, but that's OK. We're going to we're going to get through. We're going to grit through the summer months here, or however long it takes uh, for producer Brian to exit his paternal cocoon. Uh, <laughs> we'll see yep so just us right now good luck to them talk, by the way good luck just to us talking
0: dc i don't know if we're actually live right now i'm actually refreshing twitch and i do not see us live so this might be we're maybe not might, maybe we're not so we'll just keep it going enjoy the podcast with everybody uh but uh john how are you doing my friend how was your weekend
1: pretty good can't really complain uh low-key weekend i played uh played i did my coaching baseball thing again that's that's like the highlight of the weekend for me weather was great how about how was it down in richmond was it was it pretty good it was really
0: nice uh, It was a little warm obviously um Little, little on the hot side, uh, but it still was a, uh, it still was a, a, relatively cool day, I guess. Once we got closer to the evening, so the evening was really nice. Um, going to see, got a, got the Richmond Kickers Saturday experience.
1: Uh, so that was, that's always fun on. A and Saturday. did that game actually start within a couple of minutes of when it was supposed to start? Unlike the other games that have happened this year, <laughs> yeah. That,
0: yeah, that that one actually was weather delay. Uh, free. I was looking a little dicey there as we got towards the end of the match. I think we were wondering whether we would enter a weather delay. There were some, some of those, some of those nice little l- late spring, uh, summer storms where it just gets, or it's hot and then it suddenly just develops into, into storms. Uh, it's like flex weather, but in Richmond. Basically, basically, but thankfully, no. Thankfully, there was no um no weather at all so uh the game ended zero zero draw for the kickers so struggling offensively uh unlike the team we also are going to talk about that struggling offensively uh dc united they <laughs> didn't get a win let's start let's start right there let's start well, with well,
1: the good part well, once before we even start with the good part i want to make yes. sure that there's two things i ask of you yes not you not you ted but the listeners number one uh thank you to those of you who have continued to change your patreon or become patreons to the five dollar tier I said I would read it every time, so I'm going to read it. Thank you. Since the last show, we've got Hamadou ba, ba, Stephen Clad, and Scott Daniel Weiss. Thank you for your support. And and I've talked about it before that the reason why this is happening—not reason why people are doing it, but a reason why this is a benefit now—is that there's a second show that comes out on Friday before the games uh, that gets uh, edited and put together basically I, uh, on my lunch break on Friday or on Thursday, depending on when things get, get together. So if that's something you want. Uh, Go to patreon.com slash RFK Refugees, sign up with the $5 tier. Secondly, if we ask you to do any other thing other than give us money, that's a, that's a number one. Number one is support the show financially. Number two is support the show by making sure that we are the number one rated podcast uh, for DC United on the internet. Number one. So uh, if, you, if, you, if you've if if you you already given us a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or wherever else you're listening to this for RFK Refugees, make sure you do the same for United ninety six. Uh, and if you haven't done RK Refugees, go back and do that one too. That one's uh, that one also has got a lot, of, uh, a lot of reviews on it. So that's how some people find the show. You know, Ted and I live on Twitter as much as we both would not like to. So we, we love it when we can reach people outside of our, our Twitter echo chamber or Reddit echo chamber or whatever it is that we're doing on the internet. So some people find shows uh, via that, by the, the reviews and the algorithm that's, that serves to them. So that's enough internal self promotion. Now let's get to a, a very rare thing. For DC United, which is three points <laughs> so far of the season. Yes. Uh, apologies to everybody, by the
0: way, again, for the live stream. We're still working out some of the kinks with the producer. I just want to make sure I get that apology out there. Sure. Double knows. apology. But, also, I apologize. But <laughs> if you want to get the show before everybody else, how can you do that,
1: John? You could go to Patreon.com slash RQ Refugees. You get can get audio page-
0: on Monday night, folks. Uh, Monday night and your exclusive Thursday show. And, uh, you know, um, right now. Uh, obviously I, I split my time between supporting my local Richmond team. Um, mm. I will be moving. And so my Saturdays will get progressively lonelier. Let's just say that out, <laughs> of, out in Lynchburg. Um, so there might be some, uh, match day content coming that I'm going to do maybe for, for the Patreons as well. So <laughs> that's just like, Hey, be, please be my friend. Send me some <laughs> questions.
1: <laughs> I am bored. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I've only got a uh, a team that plays like until like mid-May in, in Lynchburg, and they are like an amateur, a glorified amateur team. So uh, not a whole lot of soccer out there. So and uh, I, I'll still be taking the trip down to Richmond. It's not too far, but I think those those are becoming less. So definitely join up. Um, I think with that, without with all due respect, John, let's get into it. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk DC you. let's talk about this. Uh, this first win. One, nothing. Sorry. Second win. First win in six games. Six games, right? Feels they like stand- first win. <laughs> <laughs> first win in the uh, in, in the in six was it six winless the seventh. So the seventh game, they get the win um, one nothing. Uh, Lewis O'Brien with the with the lone goal, um, a game that was incredibly uh, dis- uh very disjointed, I guess, for both teams in the attack. Uh, I think you posted the wonderful stat line about the XG and the stats. Uh, it was very Uh, very, very bad. Um, but, uh, let's, uh, again, you know, I think we kind of looked at this game and we said, you know, this game is a must win. So they they went out and they won. So we should be happy, right? No, no complaints. We should be happy. They, they did, they did the job. They got the win. Uh, but it certainly wasn't the way I think most of us wanted or hoped. Uh, John, what are your, uh, like, I, I feel happy that we got the win. Yeah. I'm not necessarily happy. I, I wanted something maybe a bit more emphatic. Um, I don't know. It's it's kind of like when I, I don't know quite know how to explain it. It's it's a weird feeling right
1: now. It's a it's weird like beating feeling. Feeding a statue in a in a leg, in a foot race. It's basically what this game was like. The first half was criminal. I think I said on Twitter that both teams were playing like they needed to be relegated, if such a thing were an option. There were uh, the first shot of the game was in the 35th minute, I believe. Uh, the XG stats were. They should have been negative, but they weren't. They were, it was like, there was there were, there were many decimal places calculated to do it. Like you, I said, I, I didn't only want to win. I wanted a decisive win mm-hmm. because all that we've been talking about is like, well, yeah, yeah, we're getting, we're shoring up the defense. That's why the offense isn't there. And, you know, we're not a bad team. We just haven't won games. We're just, you know, we're different than our, out, we're different than our uh, output. So the the goal here was like, let's beat this team for nothing. Let's let's show what this offense can really do against a team that has no offensive capabilities, sputters uh, and and really just I I don't even know how I don't even uh, know how their coach is still uh, employed, honestly, after this week. I thought we would might see the curse of DC United firing coaches. Uh, But yeah, this is this is this was a win in certainly in three points. It counts the same on the board, uh, but not an encouraging win the least encouraging win that you, that one could have against a, you know, the worst offense in the league, most likely, although we, maybe maybe we're close behind based on the, the, the maths, uh, but it just didn't feel, I'm glad that we did it, but now we've got to do it a whole bunch more times in a row against teams that are better than this one.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think so. I, I guess the one, the one interesting wrinkle about this team was sort of how they lined up. And I, and I guess I, I, I saw the lineup. I didn't get a chance to watch the first half. I basically got back and watched the second half live. I, I watched the first half. Um, I watched the first half just before recording. So I kind of have a weird flip-flopped way of, of watching the game. Um, but the interesting part for me was when I went into this game and I, I guess I wasn't really paying attention, you know, but they lined up. They said, oh, they're lining up in a three, five, two. And I said, are they? And I kind of looked and I said, yeah, they kind of are. So this was a, a little bit of a different lineup. You had uh, sort of a three center back pairing of Victor Paulson, um, uh, Donovan Pines and Steve Birnbaum. And you know what? I was kind of like, maybe this could work. Maybe this can sort of keep this team as sort of a more solid defensive front. And then you can kind of use uh the wing backs uh, Mohamed Jaz, uh jazzy of course was out there uh, he left after 13 minutes which is not good after coming back from injury getting uh re-injured but uh pedro santos was out there um i mean i guess comparatively to how the whole team looked i think he was he was okay uh they were favoring the right side a lot with Ruan. um and then they had sort of a three midfield pairing of um of Knauss, click and um and uh and Lewis O'Brien. And then of course your two forwards in Taxi Funtas and uh Christian Benteke. I I have to say I kind of looked at this lineup and I think the big question is okay, how do you fit all of these players? You have all these players, how do you fit them all? How do you keep like a Victor Paulson involved and, and, and bring the stuff that he wants to this game? You feel like somebody was gonna have to have to sit out. And then they kind of emerged out of this 3-5-2, and I'm like, you know, if they can, if they can get this midfield clicking, maybe, maybe there's something here. And I kind of I watched the first half and I will say about the first 35 to 36 minutes was 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 not fun soccer to watch. Uh there were tons of misplayed passes. Tons of ton, there was no real cohesion in the team. I think the team was still trying again still trying to kind of figure figure things out a little bit. Um but I will say about minute 35, 36, 37, uh they started to maybe put together some chances and started to put together uh, some offensive um Some offensive ability, and I think it leads kind of right into that halftime, uh, and then they get the they get the first goal. So I I think I kind of came away maybe after rewatching the first half from okay, that wasn't pretty, but I can see maybe an opportunity here if you can get that sort of midfield inner midfield triangle of click Lewis O'Brien and Russell Canals kind of on the same page, you can sort of maintain that back line of of Paulson. Um, Pines and bomb which I think allows, what I think it does is I think it it basically means like Paulson's not on his own as sort of only one other center back, so you got two other center backs that can cover for him. Pines is also not alone, uh, and burnbaums also not alone, and I think it can allow this team to be sort of defensively solid. Uh, we saw Pines push forward into the attack, we saw Paulson push forward into the attack. I think it gave the team maybe a little bit of a different look and, and, and ability. And I guess I left from this game thinking, you know, tactical formation can work. I think this team just maybe needs to figure it out. And I think most importantly, I think Matthias Click and Lewis O'Brien need to figure out who's going to be the guy that's going to actually play the connector, because that's what was really missing from this game was a, a connection to the attack, because both Taxi and Benteke were kind of left left on an island. Did you see it the same way, or or maybe there was something I'm, I'm missing yeah, from there?
1: I mean, I I think that's probably right. Uh, I, I couldn't tell you what Montreal was trying to do defensively to break that up necessarily, like mm-hmm. just from a tactical perspective. The fact that the one goal that occurred was the most route one-ass football that has ever existed <laughs> in human history, which if you don't know, was a pass back off the kickoff, a second half kickoff to the goalkeeper. Goalkeeper kicks it long, uh, knocked down by Ben Teke to, I believe, Taxi,
0: who, who plays it, it up
1: to click, click who hits the post. And then Lewis O'Brien follows it up uh, with it, with the rebound puts it in the net. Like just if, if, if Stoke played an MLS, this might be <laughs> other than a long throw in, this might be the way that that would go down. So uh, yeah, I mean that there, there there was definitely no dynamic play and I'm curious if that was indeed sort of the, they're trying to figure out on the fly how to reconstitute a midfield with mm-hmm. with new players that weren't here and maybe weren't even intended to be here. Most of them weren't intended to be here, uh at the, when the season started. So it's 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 a it is a struggle, man. I, I think that they're gonna continue to struggle. There's still room, you know, the rumors bang on about more players coming in, which does not accelerate the figuring it out process when you add more very you know, not that we're complaining, not that we don't want more and more talented players to come in, but uh yeah, man, it's 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 very it's very strange to have this kind of feeling after a win. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I think Orlando City is going to be a real sort of perspective resetter. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I would have Orlando winning that game nine times out of ten. Uh, but uh, you know, that's that'll that'll tell you sort of where we're at. And sort of, I I think it, it should bear very close attention uh, how that Lewis O'Brien Matias Click thing figures mm-hmm. itself out because those two players are our most well-rounded talent of players on the field and how do they, but how do they relate to each other? I think is the open question that's not been solved yet.
0: Yeah, there needs to be, I think there needs to be a, um, there needs to be a scenario. I I think mostly this team has to figure out how do we, we we have the long ball to Benteke and and that can work. Um, The Montreal, I think at one point I I remember a throw in and the ball sort of went in and you had sort of five Montreal players just kind of, surrounding Benteke just like trying to prevent any sort of uh, any sort of interaction from him um, I mean I think the game the game plan for considering the state of the team I think was probably the smart move uh, you know we know what Lasada likes to do he likes to play a pressing a pressing style how do you beat a pressing style you give them the ball and say hey try to beat us and you then catch them on the break and catch them on the attack and maybe catch them when they're when they're napping, especially when they're a bad team. You don't try to control the game. You try to give them the ball and let them try to beat you. And this is a flaw of of the uh of the Hernan Lasada teams that we've seen is that when you sort of allow them to have when you allow these types of pressing teams to have the ball, uh it doesn't work out it doesn't work out for them very well. And uh this I mean to DC's credit, they pretty much there weren't really any chances that Montreal had of note. Uh, Maybe I think a shot from uh, Bryce, uh, Bryce Duke that really didn't trouble. Um, There was a one long play that almost turned in, maybe almost turned into a PK. Um, But other than that, not a whole lot from Montreal. I mean, their XG, I believe they finished like something like 0.23. So they really, DC again, did an effective job of shutting them down defensively. Um, So, Obviously, we talked about the goal.
1: Route one soccer. There's <laughs> not a lot really we can talk about that back. Andy Nahar comes back out of his hibernation, plays a few minutes at the end. hmm Uh we already talked about the jazzi uh, re injury, which is not ideal. Donovan Pine stays in the team, plays another 90 minutes.
0: Looks Derek solid. Wa-
1: I mean, he's solid. He did he has. And also Derek Williams is out still a couple another another couple weeks. Brennan Heinz is not fully training yet. Uh so he's 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 gonna be there. Um yeah, yeah, let's. I, I, what uh, I want to talk about taxi.
0: Yeah, let, let's get in this question. I, I think from um, Rubito on our over on our Patreon. Oh, sorry, Patreon, our uh, Discord uh, says based link in, on the fact Link on
1: Twitter, by the way, if you want to join that.
0: Yeah, where the that's where the party goes down. That's where the party goes. That's where we get most of our questions. Uh, based on the fact that a striker's form is is most likely linked to confidence, is it likely that Taxi's poor form is due to the allegation made against him last season? Is there any hope for him to ever regain his form uh, from last year, with that hanging over his head? We waited much too long to move on from Edison Flores. Will this be a similar situation? I, regardless, I, I I don't I don't think that that this whole issue is necessarily. Weighing on him or or weighing over him, I think. Um, one thing I think did Rooney drop? I think he had some sort of like cut on his like foot or something like that that he developed. I've, I, I, don't I hear him. I, it,
1: it's
0: it's hard to listen to sometimes when Ray and Rooney talks, but I think he seemed <laughs> to indicate that uh that taxi maybe isn't quite a hundred percent um on this. I think what we have is a situation where the midfield itself is trying to figure out what they are and how they can sort of translate sort of a, a strong defensive performance into uh, an attacking performance and generating chances. And that, that struggle has hurt taxi food does. I think taxi would have at least if, if we, you know, flash forward back to the beginning of the season with the way this kind of team was trying to sort of maybe play a little bit more on the front foot. I think taxi has more goals. I think the shift, I think the taxis arrival into the team coincided with the shift in philosophy uh, for Wayne Rooney of just like, we need to figure out a way to stop bleeding goals. Let's throw out the offensive game plan for a bit. And let's actually try to stop these teams from scoring. And I think that has hurt taxi because I think he is a guy who likes to move fast and he had moments in this game. He picked, uh, he picked the pocket of a, uh, of a Montreal attacker. um, And I think he, he's had a couple of moments where maybe he, I think like 2021, or 2022, Taxi Funtas drives at the net and and maybe tries to get a one on one opportunity. And I think you've seen him slow down a couple times. Uh, but I think he is in this game. I, I did feel like maybe he found a couple more chances. Like maybe it's kind of it was kind of growing a little bit. Um, he's still struggling, but I think I saw some signs that the old taxi's coming maybe we just need to be a little bit more patient i don't know if yeah. you had the same i don't know if you had the same thought but that was kind of my particularly in the first half so
1: yeah i do not think it's related to last last year other than the fact that it's a long stint of not playing and then mm-hmm. he played well in preseason theoretically so we are told uh before he picked up his injury i think he's just pressing i think he needs a goal i think mm-hmm. after he has that goal you're going to be he's going to be fine uh you should not be in a rush to sell him no <laughs> yep. A, his value is low, and B, we don't have anybody else that can play like him. So let's, let's – let's. do you want to just go through the rest of the questions? Because I, I don't have anything else to say about the game, did you? Yeah, I, th- I think we can. Uh, All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, folks, quick break in the action to talk to you
0: about the show's sponsor today, Monday Development. Everybody knows the three rules of real estate are location, location, location. But how can you decide on the best professional to serve your needs? For the past 20 years, Money Development has assisted clients, investors, and landlords with real estate and property management services throughout the DMV. For more information, check out
1: mundydev.com. That's M-U-N-D-Y-D-E-V.com. Next up from Rayo77, or think mm-hmm. because it's probably... Via uh if there's no live broadcast, if there's no live broadcast following our historic victory over Montreal, do you fear jinxing DCU's this weekend against Orlando? Uh, I don't. I don't feel fear jinxing it. I've, there has been many times where we have had technical difficulties. Uh, <laughs> this is just it's just one. This is another one in the it, line.
0: Let's. Start, were you were you affected at all by the uh, by the outage that was at Apple TV? Did you did you hear about this? No, with the season pass. Yeah, uh, interesting. Um, uh, something I hopefully that doesn't repeat itself. We'll, we'll get in if you listen to our spirit show. We'll get into, I think, the far worse of the two of a the catastrophic, a catastrophic Ca- message. Catastrophic I want to go to. A, I want to go a little bit up top. We have Jason. Yep. Um, who says, are you satisfied with the number of minutes? Ted Hopkins, Fletcher, Mate- um Matea are getting. Uh, should they be playing bigger roles? Uh, Hopkins, Fletcher, Mate- Matea, Matea, Akamboni. I think are getting just about as, as what I think they've gotten just what they've like deserved at this point. Ted is the one I will contend. I wish was starting Um, right now with what this team, how this team is built with Lewis O'Brien. I'm not sure how he fits necessarily. Um, So maybe that's, I've been limited, but I I think he, I think he deserves maybe a little bit a a little bit more of a look um, because I think he, he does bring an aspect to this game. So, and right now he's basically being
1: used as like a taxi taxi type sub basically. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would love that these players to get time. They're going to get time in the open cup against the kickers. They'll all start. I guarantee you, uh, they'll get time in League's cup. I would like to see Jackson Hopkins playing for Loudon. Mm-hmm. Um, just to rebuild some of his confidence. I think, uh, Christian Fletcher, another player I think that is hurt now by not, if all these players are, by the way, and Akamoni just got called up for the under 17 us team. um, if all these players do for play is train and then play international games for a year, something's screwed up somewhere. Some somebody mm-hmm. somebody messed something up. But you want to uh, young players need to be playing, or you have a Griffin Yao situation uh, who is now f- starting to finally get around the team in Westerloo uh, or you have a Moses Nyman a situation who started last night for or this week for uh, RSL's USL side. So that's that's where he, that's his level at the moment. Um, so. Yeah, I I think I would like I I would like to see Fletcher playing more because he looked I think he has like a very amazing high side potential. Hopkins sort of came out of nowhere from my from sort of my eyes because he was Mm -hmm. a little more well formed. But Fletcher was a prospect who was training overseas, etc. And Matai is I think when healthy, he will he will play. He'll Mm -hmm. get his opportunities. But this team, as Ted has already talked about, has been so concentrated. I'm closing the door in the back whatever they can do just to stop being the worst defense in the league. Uh, And they're, you know, right now they seem to have stumbled on at least a center back pairing that they can stick with. Um, The wing, the the fullbacks keep changing, Uh, but you know, yeah. Uh, Next question on here. Uh, Jeff says, uh, what can we learn from St. Louis? A team cited for having a strong philosophy in place from top to bottom across their club. We've had multiple coaches over just a few years. Are you seeing a style of play develop from top to bottom at DC United? Is it needed, in your opinion? That's a challenging question. I think. Uh, I think the the biggest situation the team has is uh, player acquisition. The the person that's still people the person no longer is it the budget, but it's about decision making. The the mm-hmm. one the one thread that runs through all the coaching changes is the front office. All of the front office has changed, but the bu- Dave Casper the buck has, has stopped with him forever since the sun rose. Uh, so we have to think about that as far as a, a cohesive uh, mindset around player identification, uh, player movement, when to move on from a player, uh, etc. The player, the coaches being, having had so many coaches is certainly a problem in developing that. And I think that is, you. if you were to ask Sean Howe after a couple of drinks, he would say that's been probably the biggest challenge for him is because each coach has a different player id in mind so you've got mm-hmm. to change that on the fly i don't know you know st louis is having a great run this is the best run for an expansion club in probably history probably since seattle i mean you know, it, it, they certainly have had a great run and it's been really good but since seattle sort of in their expansion year um when they really it's cer- but it is certainly possible they could go cold here well, like yeah. I, I i would not read into st louis has the the has it all figured out from a philosophy perspective. Talk to me in a couple of years. If it becomes Seattle, too. OK, they start mm-hmm. winning like open cups and MLS championships. All right. Uh, so I, I, it would be great to have a cohesive style of play. We're not going to have one yeah. for a while. Let's just throw that out the door. That's not where we're at as, as a club. Uh, but what do you think, Ted? I mean, I, I think it's 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 been a
0: problem, you know, for it's really been a problem since Ben Olsen left. Um, you know, we had a
1: consistent style. It was Ben Olsen. Now ben Olson wanted to play, and uh, it's working out in Houston. By the way, if you're if you're a Houston Dynamo uh, watcher, as a secondary team, it's, it's doing all right over there. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, but I, I think I think like
0: as you articulated, you know, I think this team suffered a lot from the fact that they hired or not and said, okay, we're going to play this style, and then they switched, they changed. No, 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 that's not working. That's breaking our players. We're going to change the style. Um you know, and I think it was, I think we, we will contend it was right to to let her go based yep. on some of the things we learned, but it also, the, the next hire is now Wayne Rooney and it's kind of whatever Wayne Rooney wants to do. And that kind of leaves a lot of questions about what this team's going to do in the future. So it feels very short term. And I guess the good thing is that Wayne doesn't have a problem playing young kids because or young players because that that would be the only thing I think this would be an absolute disaster if we had every single one of our young players sort of
1: rotting on the bench, not getting opportunities. Just just half of them, just most of them. (laughs) Uh, F me gently with a chainsaw, who by the way has apparently been banned from the DC United uh, uh, Discord, the official, the unofficial one, because his name is too provocative. But not here, folks. This is the <laughs> this is the sub stack. This is the, the, the free speech zone of <laughs> of discord. If you have a funny name, you're going to be on our anyway. His question is uh, in light of the untimely demise of Z soccer podcast, possibly thanks to Wayne. It's not due to Wayne. Uh, <laughs> if anything, it's due to Dave Casper. <laughs> uh, if any two of MLS players were to start up a podcast, who would you want it to be? Uh, first of all, I want to say we don't need any more soccer podcasts. So if you're, if, uh, <laughs> we, we don't need any more of this. Um I think it'd be interesting to have uh, Kai Kamara have a, have a like a oh, yeah. player that's played <sighs> everywhere who has, has, has to just be an accumulator of stories. Just has to have so, so many stories. Dax McCarty, Dax and Kai. That's the, yeah. group that's the team I want to, that's the group. I, I don't know how they would be from a personality perspective, but I think both of them have their, their MLS lifers. They've got a lot of, they've got a lot of miles on the, on the tires. And Kai is kai gonna f around and be the all-time scoring leader in mls <laughs> and people are gonna be like what and that's it,
0: it, it could happen it's not impossible he's just gonna bounce around the teams until he can find uh he can find um he's just gonna bounce around until like teams need a striker they get if they get a, a competent striker it, it just, it's just crazy to me that he's he's still out there he still has a a evaluation and ola kamara could not find a team willing to willing to take him on and he he's 38 now in, now in sweden that's just that's
1: nuts to me he is 38 years old and i imagine he's making not not on great wages at this point anymore but if he i just want him to play till he's 40 just make the and, and also like score goals and to like ha, what's the guy the guy that jason anderson is obsessed with in uh japan he's I, played I for like forget, 40 yeah. years <laughs> <laughs> king king kazu i believe is his name I don't I think I just I think I just may have like Jason heard that wherever he is he, he's heard me talk about Kazu. But yeah, I I think Kai would be interesting. Uh I don't I, I'm glad that, uh, uh Quincy Ameriqua would not be who I'd want. I was thinking about guys who have done those shows. Don't want I don't want to have a mindset whatever the heck that was. I think I think uh I think Ben Olson Ben Olson
0: should should have a podcast. I think he is he is somebody He's been a guest for a
1: couple and they were good. They were good shows.
0: He did some media for uh for for DC, I think him and I think actually him and Taylor could have a good show. Taylor Twelman, get him and Taylor Twelman in there. I think that could be a that could actually be an entertaining duo.
1: So Alan two former... Gordon and Stephen Lenhart. Oh, yeah. That, oh, yes. Oh,
0: yes. There you go. Go way back. Yep. Way back on there.
1: <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm showing age. Uh, yeah. I th- think we've got maybe one other question here. Uh Question for t- today's show. How do you rate the performance of Miller as the team's goalkeeper? good. What do you think?
0: I I think he's been he's been he's been good. He's been solid. Um, you know, he's made some really key saves to keep this team in the game. Is he an elite level MLS goalkeeper? Probably not, but I think he's been he's been good enough and he's shown that I think this team finally bet on a goalkeeper that maybe wasn't getting his due and actually succeeded on it because we've seen that happen to all of our goalkeepers.
1: Steve Clark, I was just about to say he was better than Steve Clark was when he was a decent guy. He's playing better than Steve Clark played. Mm-hmm. He's playing he de- better than uh, David Osted. Uh, Austin. Uh, yep. He better than him. Still short of a prime Bill Hamid. Uh, but that's a, that's a challenging thing to, to achieve. So I, I, you know, you look at where this team needs to improve and he's fine. That's yeah. cer- certainly nothing to say about him. And then the last question here is, and this is, we sort of hinted at this before. Do you think Rooney takes the U.S. Open Cup seriously? By the way, I tried. I was I was thinking about it for a second, Ted. I was looking at tickets. I was thinking about it, and the cheapest ticket to get in while, um, when I went to go look was like twenty nine dollars or twenty six dollars plus fees. And I was like, absolutely not. They should be get, <laughs> these tickets should be five dollars. This is what the U.S. Open Cup games at RFK used to be like five five dollar specials. So <laughs> That's what I want. Fair, fair enough. Yeah. Do you take it seriously?
0: Uh I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if the team at all has learned. I, I don't know. I, I think against, I think you're going to see, I think you'll know. I don't think you'll be able to tell because every team, every MLS team does this when they go up against the USL sides is, you know, we can, we can find players down the list that, you know, down the list of on our depth that can, you know, fill the ball. I think Alex Bono will probably get his first start. Uh, will be against Richmond. I think you're going to have uh, maybe Akimboni make a start. I think you're going to see Fletcher, Hopkins. Those guys are going to be out there for that game. I think the real test is going to be first matchup against he, uh, an MLS side. What does he do? Do you see him? Uh, do you see him throw out maybe a hybrid lineup that might? Uh, I think it's a, it's a level of Level of how much how much they punt. Um, I think you had a situation last year against New York where Chad Ashton was absolutely punting the game and And said uh, it. And just it straight was, said it. And straight said it. And New York Red Bulls were not punting that game. No. They were like, nope, we're gonna throw out, we're gonna mix it up a little bit, throw out a mixture of a lineup. Um so you know, I hope I hope my hope is is that my hope is is that he does, you know, this is an opportunity, you know, to win a trophy, obviously. We talked about this. Uh, but I, hope, I I don't mind a mixed lineup. I don't mind. And I think actually, you know, some of the young guys, I think it's an opportunity for them to get. Like, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Fletcher go out there against some MLS side. He's shown he can. He has some skill. I wouldn't mind Hopkins going out there. He's got some skill. I think from a depth perspective we're maybe a little bit set up or maybe we could mix things up a little bit in the in even some of the uh the first round against an MLS side and if they have a slightly mixed up lineup then maybe we can come out and and pull off a win. So um we'll see.
1: Senteke is the only number nine this team has right now, which is funny, which is why he plays ninety minutes every game. Yeah. Uh and I think he will I think for that reason, unless Christian Fletcher plays as a nine, he might play the open cup too against the kickers because I don't really know who else would come in. (laughs) I, who knows
0: maybe uh maybe we'll Nigel's not Nigel's not back. By the way,
1: if you if you I will, the one thing I will bring from the Friday show to this show is that in listening to Steve, uh, Wayne Rooney talk about injuries, uh, someone brought up Nigel and they're like, so did Nigel's injury change the team's perspective on what they were trying to bring in? And Wayne paused for like 10 seconds without making a sound. And then it was like, no, not really. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> we're not planning around Nigel Bertha. That's not what we're doing. I just that was funny. That was a it was a. As a, as a known, as a known Nigel doubter, that was certainly, that was up my alley. So uh, just a quick we talked about Open Cup. I want to see how quick you answer this question, how, how, how fast your memory is. So Kian, mm-hmm. who won the Open Cup last year? Uh, it was Orlando. Who'd they play? They played Sacramento. Good job. So a real Open Cup finish, aficionado. Yes. That's, I, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you who won the previous year, though. Who was remember, the
0: who who was the who was the last before Sacramento, who was the last uh, lower division side? Charleston. To play? Great. And before that,
1: uh, Rochester Anos. There you go. Boom. See? We are some we are some official open cup, open cup nerds <laughs> up in this uh, up in this piece. <laughs> I saw DC United beat Charleston in our RFK for their second to last open cup. Most second to most recent trophy, and I went to the game the next year where they played Seattle and lost because they. Were, I was also at that game. Were... You and I didn't <laughs> with, know each other, but we were there
0: with uh. Oh, who was that crazy goalkeeper who
1: did like the two footed stop? Oh, uh, uh, that was, who, Lewis was it? Lewis Creighton? No, no, it wasn't Lewis Creighton. Uh, it was somebody else. I can't remember his name. On DC United or uh, or
0: yeah, on, on DC D-
1: United. Yeah, it was James Thorpe, uh, uh it's, it's Cronin, uh, no. Andrew Dykstra. No, it was um, shoot.
0: Wasn't Joe Willis?
1: Wasn't I'm trying to think of other goalkeepers around. It, that he era. was.
0: He was like a. He was like a, a a nutcase of a
1: goalkeeper. Oh, Josh Wicks. Josh Wicks, exactly. Yeah. All you had to say was nutcase, and I remembered
0: <laughs> the two footed stomp, That was just crazy. But yeah, um, super. I'm super excited for the. Uh, I'm still excited for the Open Cup. I'm still excited for to watch this game. I'm definitely going to be at the game. Um, and it's going to be, it's going to be a fun time. Oh, and every still time you, me.
1: and every time you see an empty chair, think about the fact that it was $30 to sit in it <laughs> instead of five. And then they could have filled the stadium, but that's okay. I'm not bitter about it. Could I afford it? Sure. But now it's on principle. Now I'm, now I'm mad. Now I'm mad on the internet and I have to. So if the team wants to, if the team wants to drop a ticket into my account, uh, anybody wants to DM me a ticket. I I will show up. I can be there with that. You, you might be able to apply for uh, press credentials. Maybe I don't to want to do that. that. <laughs> I refuse. It's all about ethics, ethics and sports journalism over here. Anyway, uh, I think. Uh, do you want to make a prediction about the Orlando game? We're not gonna really preview it. I'll, I'll talk about it on Friday. But what's yeah, your, what's your feeling on it? Um, one one. Okay. I think I think we we always play up against Orlando.
0: I think we get a point. I'm very upset I think that I've, I went I've, to go I've, look at the schedule. I've, I think and taxi Taxi's going to break his... I think Taxi's going to get his goal. He's going to break his uh, scoreless streak.
1: I'm mad that I just went into MLS to look at the schedule, and I got. I was very confused because Forge FC and Laval and Halifax <laughs> and Ottawa. I was like, what is ha- what is going on? What happened? Expansion's gone crazy, and I missed it. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think 2-0 uh, two, two nothing Orlando. Oof. I'm negative. feeling in in Exploria Stadium. I'm feeling I'm feeling very unconfident. It has been, has been a, a place of pain last season. I, I went to the game in Orlando in 2020. There's a few 21. places of pain. Let's talk about the other places of pain. Uh PPL Park or whatever whatever the unions still call their stadium. <laughs> uh, Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Uh where else where where like the, the long term bogey it's it's most west west coast uh yeah, things. Seattle well. Seattle.
0: Seattle's been been one. Um
1: I they will. Like, they can win in Vancouver. I think that when they play there, they yeah, won. We've won it, We've
0: best. done well in Kansas City when we've played there. We haven't played mm-hmm. there in a while. Um, trying to. Re- I feel like every game against the Galaxy, like we always would get like beat. They actually come here. They have a home game against the Galaxy. I'm going to see about maybe trying to make it out for that. That's one. great. You should. But yeah.
1: my last, we're, we we did a little bit of remember some guys tonight uh, because we just felt like it. I'm going to do one more remember some guys. You brought up Kansas City. I was thinking last game of the year. Before they moved into. Uh, oh no. I remember Livestream. this game. Julius James scores oh. a Golasso with a pulled hamstring. He has a hamstring taped up and he scored and they still don't make the playoffs, but it was like, it was the last game of the year at the death shootout. And that goal happened. And I yeah, just that, want people to go back and I don't know what year that was. I might've been 07. You
0: scored the goal that, that got them, that snuck them into the playoffs. And then they ended up giving up a, a goal at the end. Um, so, yeah, that was a that was the was that I think that was the Gallardo season, too, if I remember correctly.
1: So that would have been that would have been seven. I think. It was 08. Oh, 08.
0: I'm pretty sure it was 08. I mean, it was 08 or 09. One of the two. I can't remember. But And I, I saw think... the
1: Marcelo, Marcelo Gallardo, uh, by the way, who is potentially rumored to coach Chelsea next year. I saw <laughs> the I saw the Gallardo press conference unveiling at the press club because I worked there at the time. So that was yeah. that was the last time we had an unveiling <laughs> in front of press people. Well, that we had the way with Wayne, Wayne Rooney. Did we do one? was there. A we did one for Wayne Rooney. Or...
0: They did one. They did one when they had that huge uh, deadline day in like 2017 when they unveiled Zoltan
1: Stieber, Paul Ariola, and, and Russell Knauss. I saw um, Zoltan Stieber walking in the co- the catwalk above my <laughs> seats at RFK to the owner's box, which was, you know, obviously <laughs> rusted through and didn't have air conditioning. Uh, uh, anyway, that's what happens. This is this is, we're becoming old old DC United scenesters that are talking about how it used to be. So re- reminiscing, uh, reminiscing. So uh, let's hope for hope I'm wrong and hope Ted's right for Saturday, and yeah. uh, be on the lookout if you're a Patreon for the Friday show that gives you information about lineups and injuries and what to expect on Saturday at 7:30 when all the games are. Because I hate Apple TV. <laughs> <laughs> I like Apple TV, but yes, I think they need to change up the schedule. By the way, Saturday. So Having the L.A.
0: Derby, I, I think on a Sunday, I think just further emphasize the point that this that they need to do Sunday yeah. games. They I think that was great. That was like a great close to the weekend. Great game to watch. Please next year. Get it right. Or this year. Honestly, man, find it. Find like one game. There's, I'm sure there's one game where like, hey, we're just going to move this to Sunday. You've got the entire control other than the games that are on Fox. You've got the control. Just do it. Just do it. All right, folks, that's going to do it. Thank you guys so, so, so much for listening. Again, patreon.com slash Refugees. We will figure out the live show
1: for I figured week. it out when we were talking. Uh, I, <laughs> there, was a, there was a toggle that I, but we have to not be recording while I toggle it. So next week, we should be live. We should be live. Yes, we figured out the toggle.
0: Sorry. Sorry, folks. Producer Brian, we'll be back sooner than you think.
1: Just imagine you're watching Theater of the Mind. We're very handsome and uh, <laughs> great looking. Just imagine it. Yep. All
0: right, folks, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you guys next week.
1: Vamos. Vamos. Thanks again to our show sponsor Mundy Development, available to help you with all of your real estate needs. To get started on your next real estate investment, visit MondayDev.com. That's mundydev.com. That's M U N D Y D E V.com.